the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. singing a song and it's a good day for moving along yes it's a good day how could anything be wrong a good day from morning to night well good morning grand valley here we go again another week's worth of uh, entertainment information conversation controversy and fun it's the watchdog morning show 710, 10 minutes after the hour. A little cool this morning, 45 degrees. Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 44 in Elm Grove, and 45 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Partly sunny, daytime high around 54 today. Warm up uh, a, a degree or two every day during the week. Might get close to 70 by Friday, but it's still going to be uh, pretty much fall weather. Some rain coming in later in the week. Adam Fike will have the Full forecast for you coming up a little bit later on this morning. Uh, it feels like fall. I mean, you, you just not just today, but the weekend felt like fall. Good morning, Howard. Yes, that's the first thing that uh, jumps out at you, at least at me, that uh, fall showed up. It, it did indeed. I noticed this morning uh, as I was walking through the front yard, I heard the crunch, crunch, crunch of leaves under my feet. The leaves are falling off the tree uh, pretty aggressively. Uh, we put out the Halloween decorations over the weekend, and by we, I mean. You watched Nancy, didn't you? Exactly. That's correct. Yes. And, uh, but she got them all up, and they're looking go, good. Way to go, Nancy. She's looking good. And uh, so the Halloween decorations are up. The leaves are falling off the tree, and uh, pumpkins are strategically placed on the steps, and it's, uh, it's feeling, definitely feeling like, uh, feeling like fall. Uh, it felt like fall, and I think that might have been, been why Ogilvy Fest was, Fest was unbelievably packed. I have... The only time I have seen as many people there was the very first Ogilvy Fest 46 years ago. Well, my oldest son went, and he went both nights. He went Friday night, and he went Saturday night. And the report that he gave me, Howard, was Friday night was fun. It was a, was a great time. The crowd Friday night was nothing like it was Saturday night. And he said just what you said. He said, Dad, it was a great time. The weather was perfect, and it was packed. Yeah. We, uh, we went to and drove through Ogilvy Fest. We did not stop, A, because there was no place to park. <laughs> no place to park. On the main road, what is it, Ogilvy Drive, well, you know, Route 88, they were parking cars on that, uh, in that field across from the park all the way down past the country club. You know, can you imagine me trying to walk all the way back from past the country club up the road, up the road to the zoo and up to the site one? I could have just called ahead and called 911 and said, meet me at site one. I will be having a heart attack by that time. So, oh, geez. D- don't do that, Howard. I mean, it was just, it was just, just jam-packed um, everywhere. I mean, just, I, there was no, no place to park. My um, uh, youngest son uh, went up and, with his family. The whole family went up, and they drove around. And he said, ah, heck with this, and he went back. But then his daughter said, no, I want to go. So uh, mom stayed behind, but uh, Jonathan and Ariana – Came back up and found a place to park. They were there for about a half an hour or so. But I've never seen it as crowded as this. And, and I mean that in a good way. I'm not complaining. It's it it looked it was looked like so much fun. This is what 
Ogilvy Fest should be. Yeah, and uh, obviously the boycott, uh, the boycott didn't take hold, which is a good thing all, all to itself. And and my son Bubba is not one to embellish. He's not one to over exaggerate. And I said, you know, was it was it really? He said, Dad. I don't know how it could have been any better. He said the weather was perfect. He said it was packed. Everybody was having a great time. On Saturday, uh, it was much – no, on Sunday, it was a nicer day. I mean, the sun was out, and it wasn't as you know quite as chilly and quite as fall-like. It was fall-like, but it wasn't quite as fall-like. And a couple of people said to me, oh, this will be better for Ogilvy Fest. I said, no, I think the Saturday weather, a little bit cloudy. You know, everybody had to wear a jacket. Uh, it, was, it was fall, which is what Ogilvy Fest is supposed to be. But anyways – Congratulations to the park because it was a it was it was a winner as far as I'm concerned. I wasn't able to get out and enjoy it, uh, but it it uh, it was a winner as far as I was concerned. And you know what else was a winner? I want to throw this in here real quick. My wife and I uh, decided yesterday. For the, I've been planning to do this for weeks and weeks. Stratford Springs offers a Sunday brunch, and for the first time, I was able to actually make it this week. Nancy and I went up there. I cannot, you know how I love food and I love brunches and buffets and stuff. I cannot say enough about what a great Sunday brunch that was. No, that's an endorsement right there. It was absolutely 1,000% top-notch. You know, you had made-to-order uh, made omelets, made-to-order waffles, uh, uh, sausage gravy and biscuits. I was going to say, it must have been <laughs> some good, good gravy. It was good. You know, traditional food. They had quiche and bacon and, and sausage. They had uh, uh, fried chicken. They had spaghetti casserole. They had a, a, a wonderful seafood dish. It, it was very akin to the old coquille at Ernie's. It wasn't, but it was cl- akin to it. It was just, the, I mean, the buffet was absolutely tremendous. And I did make, in case you're curious, more than one trip. I did. But, the, but that's not the biggest thing I want to comment on. I, you know, you often heard me say on this show and on social media, the difference between a great meal, uh, between a good meal and a, and, and a great meal is service, is service. The service was unbelievable. And you know why I comment on that? They were all young kids. I mean, they, we're talking about young teens were doing the serving. And it was important to them to, to give good service. They were they were the best server. I mean, somebody had trained them and trained them well, you know, sir and ma'am, and kept the place cleaned, and what can I do for you? These young kids were the best servers I have ever seen. Or they figured it out. They said, you know what, if we give these old coots some good service, they, they tip better. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I did tip better. It's a buffet or a brunch, so I normally wouldn't tip the full 20%. I think I went up to 25% because I was just so impressed with these kids. And, of course, the whole thing is run by Jeremiah, who is one of Charlie's boys. Uh, his uh, early training came at the Alpha under our friend Charlie Schlegel, and he learned, I think, a lot about customer service and about providing good food and so on. And I talked to Jeremiah for a good while, and he said the Sunday brunch was um, – was was very very successful, but I got to tell you, uh, will we be back? You, oh, def- it's not going to be an every week thing, but uh, I will absolutely be back. Food was great, and again, the service was just staggeringly good, because these were young kids. These were young kids, but again, Jeremiah trained by Charlie, so 
he knew how to how to do that. So uh, that was my weekend. That was the high point of my high, high point of my weekend was Sunday brunch. <laughs> high point of mine, Howard, was uh, the Steelers got it together at home and uh, they were uh, they were a winner, which I still don't know how they how they pulled it off. I kept the, I kept seeing on social media it was an ugly win. It was ugly. You know, you, you hear that. I'm, I don't know how many times already this year. It was an ugly win. It was a win, but it was ugly. Yeah, uh, the the trend continued. It was ugly. And Howard, I you know I I work Saturday. If you call it work, I was here putting in the time. I just really was tired. I don't know if it was the change of the weather. You know how that kind of hits you yeah. that one day. It takes you a little while to, to get used to it. If I wasn't here, or if I wasn't watching football, I was sleeping. Yeah. So well, I, got I, a think, lo- I got a lot of rest this weekend, Howard. <laughs> I think this was the first real full turn to fall. It you was. Know, you know, and this, is what the, this was a full fall weekend, and so – if you're not doing something, if you're not up at it, oh, good, be faster somewhere else, it would be easy just to go home and wrap up in the blankie and go to sleep. And that's a feeling you forget in the summertime. You yeah, know, exactly. it's when you get warm and you forget about all your troubles, you forget about everything else. It's just, I'm going to shut my eyes now because this feeling is incredible. I did talk to some of the deer while I was up there. I said, hi, did deer. Tell them to run, Howard? I said, hi, deer. It's granddad. You better get out of here. Uh, it was an interesting weekend for the deer kill conversation. Uh, charge and countercharge, claim and counterclaim over the weekend. We'll talk more about that coming up a little bit later on. Also, in just a minute, uh, Governor Justice's company is disputing that planned repossession of one of their helicopters. Brad's in in a minute or two to talk about that brutal attack by the Hamas against Israel, who has now declared full-scale war in retaliation. ABC News provides continuing coverage. And I have contacted a couple of journalists in Israel near the Hamas bombings who I hope we'll have a chance to talk to coming up a little bit later on this morning. The GOP-controlled House is in disarray after the ouster of Kevin McCarthy from the Speakership. Former Congressman Bob Ney weighs in on what's likely to happen next and who the next Speaker might be. Could it be Trump? And Alex Cooper performs in Wheeling and makes a couple of stops in the friendly city while he's here. All of that coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. We'll start with Brad, and he's next. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Ryan, circuses without animals, in or out? If I wanted to see gymnastics, I would go to Cirque du Soleil. If I want to see a clown, I go to a circus. So it's, as long as they have clowns, What do you think I'll Cirque du Soleil stands for? I don't know. Like, it's probably French for... Uh, circus? It's probably <laughs> French for, like, chicken breast sandwich. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on this Metro News station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. 
Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Welcome to Monday. Should point out it's Columbus Day as well. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Do they still teach that in school? And how many years have you had that in that noggin of yours, Howard? Well, for about what year was it? Second grade, so this is about 1963, something like that. Yeah, and and it stuck. It stuck. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Um, let's see. Banks are closed today. Uh, federal city offices closed today. Um, state offices, obviously. Um, Schools, I don't know about schools. Teddy is off on his school, but I don't know if public schools in general are closed today or not. I, 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 I trust that you all know if your kids are going to school, if they're going to school or not. But anyways, happy Columbus Day to you. If you celebrate Columbus Day, there's some who think we shouldn't celebrate it. So there you go. 45 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 44 in Elm Grove, and 45 degrees here. Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. From Metro News and WVMetroNews.com, Brad McElhinney with us again. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning, Howard. Very fall-like weekend this weekend. Did you do anything fall-like this weekend? We went to the soccer game of Nice, Caroline, age H. Better than any professional or collegiate <laughs> sporting event because we knew one of the participants. There you go. <laughs> I, did, I, hate, I don't want to put any pressure on. Did she win? The game we saw... They tied. Uh, okay. She came close to scoring, which is, you know, sometimes what you expect in soccer. Came close. Came close. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Beautiful day. It was great. It was a very fall-like weekend. Uh, Ogilvy Fest up here was just jam-packed. People were uh, all over the place. Couldn't find a place to park. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, it was just a, it was a great weekend. It felt like fall for sure. Brad, uh, politics aside. I am beginning to almost feel sorry for Jim Justice on the daily drumbeat of his finances, which he has to, you know, deal with in a very, very public, in front of all of us kind of way. I don't know what I think. You know, he he, he made his political bones as a businessman who could get the leaders of any Fortune 500 company on the line. He doesn't really say that as much anymore. He's got a track record 
in office and says more often, judge me by my deeds. But looking at his finances, I'm not sure he can actually. People say, pay your bills, pay your taxes. I don't know if he can. Right. It is not clear to me that he actually has the ability to pay these bills. But there there are possibilities within the legal system where you 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 say what your finances are and if you owe money to lenders or others they line up and a judge will determine who is in line for credit and justice has not taken that option the uh, we talked about and but again my 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 point about on, on a on a personal level almost is this he has to he has to defend the fact that his family is is running out of cash. I mean, I, maybe that's not a good phrase to use, but you understand what I'm saying. I mean, he has to stand up in front of you and Stephen and Mark Curtis and all the re- other reporters and say, well, now, you know, we're trying. We're doing the best we can. We've had some problems. Uh, you know, better or ill, Democrat, Republican, it's, it's just on a human level, man, having to out- outline your financial troubles to the world. Uh, would be difficult. But he is the governor, and he built his reputation on his financial acumen, so clearly it is it is fair game. When we left, when left, when we last left on Friday, uh, the governor's helicopter was going to be, one of his uh, company's helicopters, was going to be seized by the U.S. Marshals. The order even said, by force if necessary. But then, Brad, I guess over the weekend, I'm not quite sure whether they've taken action or just saying they don't want to give up their chopper to this to to the uh, Russian company, right? Yeah, the justice company submitted their own filing, and they're asking the judge who is in Western Virginia for a stay. They're asking for this action of seizing the helicopter to be halted. And what the reason is kind of came as a surprise to me. A couple things: they, the justices, acknowledge that they have been on both ends of business deals and have a continuing financial relationship with a Russian oligarch, the Russian mining company, Mikkel. And they play up in this most recent filing, the, the Russian oligarch bit, mm-hmm. essentially to say, well, you know, why, why would the U.S. legal system go to bat for these guys? And then justice has another more dominant point, which is we owe other entities even more and it is amounts that that that's secured that that if you did rank them in the legal system the, the secured nature would give them more gravity uh, mostly that is money that was in the news a couple years ago it's 800 million dollars or so that that went bad with the, the international lender greensill uh greensill blew a hole in the side of credit swiss largely because loans like the justices went bad uh credit swiss then got gobbled up so justice owes 800 million dollars or so to, to something the, the second incarnation of green silk and what they're saying is we need to just ignore the russians for a minute because we've got this other gigantic debt and if the helicopter gets sold to benefit anybody it, it needs to go set to satisfy the gigantic debt Again, it, it is my point about it. it's. It's got to be. It's. I don't know if humiliating is the right word, but so the the argument is not that uh, you know we we nobody's entitled to the, to the helicopter. The argument is that we owe so many people so much money that other people probably are first in line, uh, which uh, it may be true, probably is true, 
but it's just again on a personal level just that's a that's a you hate that to say those words out loud right well i don't know if they won't get our chopper or not because really a lot of other people deserve the chopper first because we owe so much money to so many people it is a very difficult position to be in but you know he he's put himself in it uh you know he He's running out of his term as governor, but has launched into the highest profile Senate race in the nation, probably, because the Senate is so evenly balanced between Republicans and Democrats, a a lot on the line. And Senator Manchin has been the swing vote on so many things. So he, he has continued to pursue this high profile political style of life while having such a sensitive financial background, in, including, you know, financial dealings, again, I will say, with the Russian oligarchs, even they say so. So really awkward. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I have a perception, and my perception may very well be wrong. Alex Mooney has not made a huge amount of hay out of his financial problems. And by that, I mean, he responds when you call him or Stephen calls him or someone calls him and says, what do you think about this latest story? But I haven't seen him going out and, and beating the bushes, uh, beating Justice over the head with his finances. I, I get the sense he's letting the media do it for him. Well, now, that may be my perception might be wrong. You're close to it than I am. So maybe he's making more of a deal of it. I kind of perceive it the way you do. The, the Mooney campaign on behalf of the Alex Mooney Twitter persona, not not the one that is rep Alex Mooney, but there is a Mooney for WV account that is more political in nature. And, and it will tweet stuff about Justice being a rhino liberal governor who loves to spend the government funding. And that plays into what what Mooney's campaign will say about justice's finances. The, the message is justice can't be responsible for his own finances. So, taxpayer, why would you think he'd be responsible for yours? So the Twitter account is active, and Mooney's campaign sends out emails fairly regularly, often citing the news coverage. But there, I, it doesn't seem to me that they've launched into a lot of TV or radio advertising yet. Um, There there has been a a parallel campaign by Club for Growth, which is hardcore right, and it is so hardcore right that it's essentially an anti-Trump organization, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Too hardcore right even for Trump. But Club for Growth has these deadbeat billionaire ads that I think have not been on TV, but they have been on, on Internet, and they've circulated them that way. So there is there are some attacks being made on his finances situation, but I but again it seems to me not directly by Mooney. And by the way, although I very seldom, I'm not a big fan of Alex Mooney's, so I very seldom will say it's a smart tactic. But I think he it's a, probably a smart tactic on Mooney's part to let other people do the dirty work right now uh, on the finances and uh, you know sit back and just reap the benefits of that. It's interesting. You know, I mean, justice is the target in this Republican primary because Mooney is the underdog. And then waiting on the other end in the general election, maybe is Joe Manchin. So nationally, Democrats are doing kind of the same thing. They will put out news releases about coverage of justice's finances. 
And the Democrats will allude to what Mooney has said about it because they their hope, I think, is for Mooney to knock a hole in justice in the primary and then justice comes out wounded for the general. Uh, so it's sort of everybody kind of waiting and reacting to everybody else. But, at, you know, at some point, it's, I think, got to get serious. And th- there, if Mooney hopes to win that primary or come close, th- there needs to be probably a more concerted effort and more television and radio advertising. You are not necessarily a commentator, although you do comment occasionally, but you're more of a reporter, so maybe this is an unfair question. What's the ultimate end game for justice and his finances? I mean, how does this finally work itself out? So the the helicopter, you can wrap your mind around because it it's so tangible. It is a helicopter that the U.S. Marshals are coming to seize. It captures the imagination, but it's not the most danger financially the justice faces. It, he, he is in trouble up to $800 million with what had been the bad Greensill debt. His longtime banker, Carter Bank, is coming after justice and his family personally for debt of, I believe, $300 million. Uh, a, a normal business situation, it, it seems to me, would have declared bankruptcy already and sought the protection of bankruptcy court. And those lenders would have lined up and essentially that's what justice is saying here that the that the greenfield debt is secured meaning he's personally on the line for it and that if it were in bankruptcy court it would come first so i don't i don't know where he goes unless he literally thinks that that winning a u.s senate seat might offer him some protection i i i don't i can't i can't work that out in my brain what the protection might be but that's all i can think if he he must think all right i gotta remain relevant politically and that will help me fight off and buy some time he is um uh, he has used the the fact that he hasn't filed bankruptcy as a positive as an explanation for why yes i've had a lot of financial problems like many other people have but but unlike others I haven't filed bankruptcy. I've kept my businesses open. So while that is an option and maybe a realistic one for him, uh, his argument has been that, well, I won't, I'm not going to do that. seems to me the other option he has is probably to sell for pennies on the dollar to his companies. I, and, again, I'm no finance guy, so this is just a guy on the radio you know, talking out loud. But I don't know how else he gets out of this. Or, or Bray Carey lends him a whole lot more money. And that was a bit of a joke. But somebody lends him a whole bit, a lot more money. Man, poor Bray Carey. So can you imagine if if you were to list the debt and you're thinking about $800 million in bad Greenstone money and then $300 million in bad Carter Banks loans and then below that the Russian oligarchs and you owe them around $10 million. And then here comes Bray Carey, just a guy trying to collect his 2 to $10 million roughly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you can hold off, man. You're the least threat of these of these big fish. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's not, it, it's hard to imagine going through this. The Greensill issue, Justice and Credit Suisse publicized like a year ago that they had a framework to pay that down. Right. And it did include selling off many of the mining operations. But I haven't heard a thing since, and the mining operations appear to be still in justice's possession, 
he, he listed their parent companies on his U.S. Senate financial disclosure. And, you know, that was the oddity there was they are listed as having significant value. Some of those companies, $50 million or so in listed value by justice, but also apparently making no money, no income. May have been in the discussion with the banks, but I remember a couple of years ago, he did say that he was going to try to sell some of the companies. Um, again, I, 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 my guess would be at this stage of the game, he'd get pennies on the dollar or fewer dollars for the dollars. Um, but uh, I, I don't, I just don't, you know, just a lay guy sitting here. I don't know what the other options are. Bankruptcy, some savior comes out of somewhere and gives him a loan. Now, some people were saying maybe that's the Saudis, uh, and or uh, uh, or 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 selling off his properties. I just don't know where else you get you go to deal with a debt this large. It's incredible, you know. It, it, so the thing with the Russian oligarchs came about when Justice sold Bluestone Resources, the coal branch of his company, for about five hundred million dollars to to Mikel, listed as the essentially the company coming after the helicopter. But $500 million, you sold your coal operation. Then he bought it back. Then he buys them back for $5 million. So <laughs> my math is not great, but if you sell something for $500 million and you buy it back for $5 million, that's pretty good. So how do you wind up now in this situation where you, know, you owe all these other creditors an astounding amount of money and you – have a pile of assets that don't produce any income. Just amazing. Well, it's a U.S. Senate race that right now seems to be uh, focused to a large extent. The attention is focused on one candidate's finances. Will it at some point break open into more of an issue-oriented race? The other, the only two things we've been hearing about are, are justice finances, and of course, both men are saying that Biden is evil. Uh, th- that's where most of the uh, most of the discussion in this election has gone. I don't know if it will change by election day or not. Brad, I got to run. I appreciate your time this morning. You're always a good help to us. Thank you very much, sir. I'm sure I'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks, Howard. Have a great day. 7:38:22 uh, till the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike forecast not far away. Bob and I can talk about what uh, Brad had to say about the helicopter chopper gate. I called it. Brad didn't like that phrase. I didn't like when he called it chopper gate. Uh, we'll do all of that coming up. But first, Ohio Valley headlines, and uh, I don't know where Taylor is today, but I know Re- Rebecca Little was here. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with your seven news headlines for this Monday, October 9th. More than two days after Palestinian militants launched a surprise attack, Israeli soldiers continue to battle Hamas forces in the streets of southern Israel. It was the deadliest day in decades in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Israeli officials confirmed that at least 600 Israeli civilians and members of the military died since the attack. The Gaza Ministry of Health said at least 370 Palestinians have died. A U.S. official says preliminary reports indicate at least four American citizens were killed in the strikes against Israel. And police in White Township, Pennsylvania, received a call about excessive noise at the Chevy Chase Community Center just over a mile from Indiana University of Pennsylvania around midnight Saturday night. They heard multiple gunshots when they arrived. Nine victims have been identified. One is dead and at least one is in critical condition. 
Police identified the victims as six males and three females, all ranging in age from 18 to 23. A reward is being offered for information leading to the capture of the shooter or the shooters. And the federal government is still urging the public to adopt more sustainable forms of transportation, such as electric vehicles. While EVs have risen in popularity, they still tend to be very expensive. We spoke to Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance, who has been vocal in his opposition to credits toward AVs. He notes that a huge part of the manufacturing base for EVs remains China, our biggest geopolitical rival. He says this focus on EVs hurts Americans working in the automotive industry and strengthens our enemy. And 7 News is your local election headquarters. And if you're an Ohio voter, today is the last day to register to vote or update your registration for November's general election. The deadline is tomorrow. There are two statewide issues on the ballot. Issue 1, which is the Reproductive Rights Amendment, and Issue 2, which would legalize recreational marijuana for adults 21 years and older. That was a look at your headlines for this Monday, October 9th. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a great day, everybody. When the unexpected happens, it's good to know you can count on the certified professional restorers at Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Whether it's fire, smoke, flood, or storm that damages your home or business, you can rest assured that we have helped thousands of families just like yours. With the right people, equipment, and expertise, we are ready to respond 24 hours a day to get you quickly back on your feet. When disaster strikes, just pick up the phone. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Most of us are faced with uncertainty every day. Your job, your finances, sporting events, schooling for your children, and so much more. With so much uncertainty surrounding you, there is one auto dealership that you can be certain about, and that's Doan Ford. You can be certain that you always get a great deal and the best service afterwards. Being in business for over 50 years has given Doan Ford the reputation of being a strong, reliable dealership. Be certain. Choose Doan Ford. Online at DoanFord.com. I'm not buying till I check Doan Ford. On the last talk line on Metro News, our bad McElhenney on his story that U.S. Marshals have been told to seize a helicopter belonging to a company owned by Governor Jim Justice and his family because of an unpaid debt. There are so many debts being called in in the court system that you kind of got to pick and choose. I mean, if you do yeah. all of them, it looks like you're picking on them. Yes. Keep up with what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
Except I like Mondays, especially today. Feels good today. Nice, good Monday morning, 744, 16 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A chilly morning. Adam Fike is here. Morning, meet here, Rogers from the, the Big Seven. It is a, it's a chilly morning, Adam. It was an extremely fall-like weekend this weekend. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. No, I'm not going to complain. I loved it. You were what? He says he said, worked I'm not complaint. complaint. I loved it. Oh, you worked it. I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay. <laughs> did you get up to Ogilvy Fest at all? We did. We went up Friday, got some good food, and then went up Saturday morning and then went back for the fireworks Saturday. Wow. Did he what? go, Howard? He went, he went, he went, and he went again. Well, let me answer the, big, more. Let me answer the big question I found when I went up. It was, did you find a parking place? We got very lucky every single time. We found good parking up by the mansion in the glass museum. Every time we came in, someone was leaving. So, like, perfect. We got nice, good parking every single time. That was about the only way you found good parking was if you were lucky yep. enough to watch someone back out and you, and you put your blinker on and I'm, I'm going in there because it was, and I say this in a positive way, this is not a criticism, it was the busiest I have ever seen that park, ever. Mm-hmm. Go, going back to maybe the very first Ogilvy Fest 46 years ago. I remember that. I was there, too. Um, that was so, that was so bad that they had actual gridlock. You couldn't the, – the, the cars just got, got locked up. I don't know, Howard. You don't think he pulls in there with Abby and says, uh, hey, uh, press, press. I'm, uh, I'm Adam Fike, Channel 7. I'm here on assignment. Where's well, a good spot for me? And where's a good food at, pal? <laughs> Yeah, did you did you take a TV seven uh, van with you, a car with you, uh, Adam? Just out of curiosity. I did not, but I could have probably gone away with better parking if I did. But you probably, I don't want to you probably could have yeah, for sure. So, did, what, did you have some food, or uh, what'd you do up there? Did you... Of course, since Abby was there, we had a well. We got to look around at a bunch of different shops. Luckily, didn't spend a whole lot in the way of money on at the, the different vendors. Yeah, got a lot of good food course had to have some beer at the rats gallery probably yeah the uh the arts market is the artist market is really a nice place to get some good gift mm-hmm. ideas and stuff but you can spend some money there there's no question about that that artist market but it's a really nice way to uh get a look at some of the arts and crafts and other kinds of things that people here in the valley are selling oh for sure i mean so it's a good time it's i mean what was it? i forget what i was going to say <laughs> well, why don't we say what the forecast is going to be like? Uh, it looks like it's going to be a, an okay fall day today. Is that the way to describe it, maybe? Basically what we saw, if you want to know what it's going to be like, think of what we had Saturday and Sunday. It was mostly cloudy. We saw periods of sunshine. We saw a stray shower, too. Basically what it's going to be today, 56, partly the mostly cloudy, maybe a few pockets of sunshine, pretty much just north of I-70. But... Rest of the week itself actually doesn't look that bad. Today, yeah, just unfortunately, going to be a bit chilly, going to be a bit gloomy, but it could be worse. Then uh, we get to sunshine a good bit of the rest. Of, well, not a good bit of the rest of the week, but for a couple of days we get some sunshine. And I, if I'm looking at the forecast right, temperatures will rise, not a lot, but but little by little over the course of the week, right? Yep. So tomorrow, Wednesday, a little bit below average still, but we see plenty of sunshine, low 60s. Thursday, though, we'll see a warm front try to pass through. So that's why we're going to be back into the 70s, possibly Thursday and Friday. Both days partly cloudy, like today. Should be more so in the way of clouds, but still 
can't grow up some sunshine Thursday, maybe a stray shower, but that's like today where 90% of us remain dry throughout the day. Really don't even have to be concerned about that rain chance. Friday, good news, Friday remains dry. If anything we see is going to come late in the day. So basically all day Thursday, Friday, much, really much of the week remains dry. It's not until like late Friday evening into Saturday when we see the rain return. Um, so uh, 70 maybe by, uh, what, Friday, somewhere around there. Maybe 70 maybe, but the rest of the week in the 60s, uh, I'm, I'm gathering. And, and then, again, kind yep. of bordering the week with uh, low, with 50s, too. 50, what, 56 today, right? Well, yeah, I would call that that 55 to 59 range, so whatever you want to call it, 56, 57. Same uh, idea. <laughs> 45 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 43 at the Highlands, 44 in Elm Grove, and 45 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So it's jacket weather this morning, um, and maybe much of the day, just depends on how you want to handle things as the day goes on. Um, but it's a Columbus Day, so uh, I guess you're not off on Columbus Day. We're not off on Columbus Day. Some people get the Columbus Day off. We don't. Yeah. I wouldn't even take off if they told me to. I would still be forecasting either way. <laughs> All right. Adam, always good to talk to you, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Talk to you then. Thank you. Adam Fike, Big 7, WTRF-TV. Ten to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Busy sports weekend. I guess the Steelers actually pulled one out, but it was pulling it out, right? It, uh, it was an ugly win, Howard, but uh, it was a win. We'll talk about that and more coming up with Slider on Sports in just a moment. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Monday, Monday. So good to me. Monday morning, it was all I hoped it would be. 
Well, it's 7.52, 8 to the hour, but uh, Monday morning's been good to us so far, Bob. Uh, you know, there's plenty of time for things to go awry, but it's been a good morning so far. It's been a nice, uh, it's been a fall morning, Howard. It, it was, it was uh, kind of cool this morning. It was. It's just, it's just a fall-like morning this morning. Coming up next hour, Bob Ney is going to join us, former congressman. He is in Kashmir, and um, he only has cell service, like occasionally, but he said he would have cell service this morning. He'll be in an area where he can have cell service. The United States has pushed a travel advisory telling U.S. citizens, don't go to Kashmir. So Bob said, of course I came here. And uh, Bob Nay is live from Kashmir. I won't, uh, I won't uh, take up all his time asking this question to him, Howard. But uh, if someone said, man, that's a nice-looking sweater, is that Kashmir? Oh. Is, is, is that, is, no, is that where it originated? <laughs> is that where you get a, a – is Kashmir? Is that no, where no, you get no. The, it's, it's spelled differently. It's, oh, it's, totally different. It's, it's, it's spelled differently. Now, he did make a joke well, about – Aren't you glad I asked you that <laughs> instead of Bob Nay that? He did make a joke about Led Zeppelin's song, Kashmir. That, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll check in with Bob. I hope, I hope, if the cell service works and if there's no terrorist activity. Yikes. But right now, all is well in the sports world. Steelers won, barely. And uh, here's a slider on sports with that and more. Howard, yesterday was a busy, busy day in the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers, as you said, uh, they won with hardly any offense at all. Uh, Kenny Pickett made one big throw for a touchdown, and it all worked out. Uh, they beat the Baltimore Ravens 17-10, to 10, and as a Steeler fan, I'm very happy. But, uh, man, I don't know how they won, but they did win, Howard. Well, how did they win? I, they, they outscored them 17-10. to 10, but They put more points on the that's, board. Okay. That's, that's how they did it. Now, the early game, and I just, Howard, I love the early game. Especially when you don't have to pay for it. When you just grab your clicker and you turn it on, and there it is. And, man, it was a good game, and I, it was one of the games the good old boys picked. So it was really, really good. The early game from London, England, the Jacksonville Jaguars upset the Buffalo Bills 25-20. to 20. So that was really, really good. The Atlanta Falcons 21, Houston Texans 19. The Detroit Lions had no trouble at all with the Carolina Panthers. They win big, 42-24. to The Indianapolis Colts at home, they upset the Tennessee Titans, 23-16. to We had that one, too. The New Orleans Saints, they shut out the New England Patriots, 34-0. to The Miami Dolphins, they win at home. 31 to 16 over the New York Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles win on the road 23 to 14 over the LA Rams. The Cincinnati Bengals get back on the winning ways. They roll over the Arizona Cardinals 34 to 20. The New York Jets they go on the road and beat the pathetic Howard. I said the pathetic. Pathetic. Denver Broncos 31 to 21. The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs over the Minnesota Vikings, 27-20. to 20. The late game, it was a good one. The San Francisco 49ers, they stay undefeated. They have no problem at all with the Dallas Cowboys. They win 42-10 to 10 tonight on Monday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are favored by two points. Major League Baseball postseason continued this weekend. The Texas Rangers beat the Baltimore Orioles 11-8. They lead that best-of-seven series, two games to zip. It was the Minnesota Twins over the Houston Astros, 6-2. That series is all tied up at one game apiece. Today, game two, Philadelphia at Atlanta. The Phillies lead the series one game to zero over the Braves. First pitch, 6-0-5. And Arizona at Los Angeles, the Diamondbacks with a one-game lead over the Dodgers. 
That's a 9.07 Eastern time start. Slaughter on sports, my favorite time of the year, 7.56. So um, uh, how are the Pirates doing in postseason play? Well, the Pirates are, well, they're golfing, Howard. That's how they're doing oh, it. It's a, no. they're, they're, they're waiting for next year, Howard. Good <laughs> yeah. things next year. There's always next year. Huh? But, but for me, I mean, this was the time of year you really started in the woods. If, if you're into trout fishing, no problem. Go down to southern West Virginia in the mountains. You can trout fish all you want. They stock them down there, Howard. It's a football season. Tomorrow, the Penguins open up. It's hockey season. It's oh, football season. They're still playing baseball. See what I'm talking about, Howard? Everything's out there. It's out there. It's, I love October. Everything is out there. And uh, and you're following all of it for us right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I got it right here. Um, how did our uh, high school teams do this weekend? Well, uh, the games you heard here on the Watchdog Network, we were 50-50. Central in a tough game early. They come back and they win over Shady Side and improve their chances. Slim chances of making the playoffs. And John Marshall goes on the road to Kaiser, and unfortunately they lose. And I think their playoff chances are just about nil. No, no, yeah. Well, they, they've won yeah, one. They've game. only won one game, yeah. right? I, I have not had a chance to listen to too many of the games. I mean, are they are they building? You know, what I mean, what's what's? How do you assess the team? Look, I'm not Mark Hinerman. Uh, You know, Mark, he he loves that school, yep. and uh, but it's calling it like it is. I'd have to say this year was a little disappointing. I, 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 young team, you know, a lot of new new players coming in, uh, but I think expectations were a little bit higher, Howard. I thought they thought I, I think they thought they had an outside chance of making the playoffs. Well, we'll continue to follow the teams uh, throughout the season uh, on the weekends here, and we had an OVAC game too, didn't we? We did. Uh, Jerry and Stormy down in Bel Air. It was uh, Bel Air in East Liverpool. Lots do. of football. Yeah, Bel Air came back and won. Bel Air, Bel Air is like a, a racehorse that doesn't get off to the best of start. Kind of makes you nervous there halfway through the race, you know. Like, and then they just somehow they they're they, not going to make the turn you on know, the race right. It's like yeah. where are they at? And then they turn it on and they don't look back and they're just a second half team. Bel Air rolled. Uh, so it sounds to me like you and Bear did a pretty good job this weekend. Well, uh, I I don't want to crow too much, but I went four and zero. Oh. Bear hey, Bear went two and two. He just whoa, wait a minute. You you beat Bear? I did. Bear, Bear Bear's in a little bit of a funk. Uh, first of all, he was driving to the beach making his picks, and that, that can't be the most <laughs> ideal situation. But yeah, I went four and zero oh this week, Howard, and one of Bear's losses. God bless him, half a point. That's. That's a time. Still a loss. And whoever came up with that half a point, it really ought to be tarred and feathered. <laughs> so, but I'm proud of you. So, you before nothing this four weekend. Four zip, Howard. That's hard to do. And I went four You did pretty good last week, too, didn't I you? I did. I'm on a roll. Wow. Good old boys on sports, 8 to 9, right here on the Watchdog Network. Saturday mornings, part of the Saturday morning sports lineup. Huddle was not on this weekend, but I assume the huddle's back this week, as far as I know. All right, moving up towards uh, 8 o'clock, ABC's covering the world for us next. Bob Nay coming up in the next hour of the show. Alice Cooper in town yesterday. I want to talk about that for a bit. And the deer kill story is by no means done. We'll get into some of that as well. Watchdog Morning Show for a Monday. The Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY, Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. Israel striking back after the surprise deadly attack over the weekend. 
Israeli airstrikes in Gaza, which the Israelis say has now been completely cut off from food, fuel, and electricity. Gaza is also where many of the approximately 100 hostages were taken by Hamas. ABC's David Muir reporting from Tel Aviv on how the attack unfolded. Families were desperate to barricade themselves inside homes as militants raided their towns, going door to door looking to kill. And many who weren't killed were then forced into cars, mothers and children and seniors taken back to Gaza as hostages. Hundreds killed at a music festival. No Menket escaped by running into a field. All the people who got away fast were shot in their in their car. ABC's Ian Panel is in the city of Sterot, scene of much of the carnage. We're getting every sense of this brooding battle. We hear the fighter jets, we hear the drones, we hear the explosions every few minutes, but we also see lots of military vehicles moving into this area with a real sense that this could escalate even further. The death toll so far, more than 700 Israelis, more than 500 Palestinians. There is bipartisan unity in Congress in support of Israel. However, the House still without a speaker as the Republican majority tries to make a decision this week on its next leader. Police in White Township, Pennsylvania, east of Pittsburgh, looking for multiple gunmen in an early Sunday morning shooting. A 22-year-old man pronounced dead at the scene. Eight people were wounded at a private party inside a local community center. State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens. You can imagine with this many people there, with the chaos that ensued when all of these gunshots started ringing out, um, you know, there are a lot of different people saw different things and would really like to talk to as many of them as possible. As many as 2,000 believe killed in the western Afghanistan region earthquake that struck over the weekend. You're listening to ABC News. Pro football player Travis Kelsey is pressed for time during the football season. So he does two things at once. Whether it's grilling while mowing. Two things at once! Or getting this season's updated COVID-19 shot at the same visit as his flu shot. Two things at once. You can be like Travis and ask your pharmacist about getting this season's COVID-19 shot at the same visit as your flu shot, if you're due for both, as recommended by the CDC. Learn more and schedule at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Columbus area attorneys. 10 West Broad Street, Suite 1550, Columbus, Ohio, 43215, CordellCordell.com. An American wins the Nobel Prize for Economics. This year's recipient announced by Hans Ellergren from the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences in Stockholm. Professor Claudia Goldin, Harvard University, USA, for having advanced our understanding of women's labor market outcomes. Goldin, only the third.